The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, this is Alexis Haynes, and welcome to Recovering from Reality, where I illuminate the messy and magical path of coming home to yourself. Whether you're on the road to recovery, seeking self-care techniques for surviving the capitalist machine, or just need a moment to remember that you're not alone in your loneliness, we're serving up the ultimate truth. Your challenges don't define you. How you deal with them does. So, are you ready to recover from reality? Over manic manifesting is another protector part. Mm. We use that to numb those child exiled parts. So, the secret to manifesting is to not create vision boards and create, you know, that works, but it won't last. The secret to manifesting is to forget what you think you need and to connect more deeply into that compassionate, caring, resource part of who you are. So if you want to be a super attractor, do the work. Mm. Do the work to undo the patterns from your past so that you can be free energetically in this present moment. And then you become a magnet for what you desire and so much more. That was a quick clip from this week's episode with Gabby Bernstein. I mentioned on last week's episode how I manifested Gabby coming on the podcast. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. You love when I talk about all things spirituality and manifestation. And Gabby is a pro. She is a New York Times bestselling author. She's a motivational speaker, spiritual leader, and podcast host. She has penned nine books, including my favorite, The Universe has your back. She also has Super Attractor and her newest book, Happy Days. I am such a big fan of Gabby's work. I've been following her on Instagram for years. And when I say that this chick was so cool, um, the first time that we were recording together, I was really going through it. And she just held so much space for me and was like, you know what, let's reschedule, which for a woman who is as busy as she is, I know was just so kind of her. And we just had such an epic conversation. This is not surface level manifestation bullshit. This is really about getting to the truth of manifestation and how it can work in your life. And we uh, asked her, you and me, the community asked her some pretty freaking tough questions. So this is a really interesting conversation and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. So with that, I love you all. And here is this week's episode with Gabby Bernstein. I think, you know, as I was saying before we started recording, my audience is pretty savvy when it comes to spiritual lingo. Uh, This is a podcast that very much so focuses on mental health, but also on spirituality and spiritual principles, on sobriety. So... I think what we've seen in the last couple of years, especially, is a major shift happening, for one, in our spiritual community, Mm -hmm. especially around politics. And because of that, I've had many deep and great awakenings um, about where I'm focusing my intention and attention and about focusing more so on healing the collective rather than manifesting and healing for myself. And I think that 
you know, Esther Hicks talks about how all that we need to do is connect our lowercase selves, our human selves, our ego mind selves to our uppercase self, right? Our higher power, our higher self, higher consciousness, higher being, whatever you want. And the more that we can stay in alignment, the easier it becomes to manifest whatever we want in our life. And I guess the question that I started having a couple of years ago is because of technology and because of our ability to consume so much content, we now have a greater understanding of what has really been going on in the world. We're in this kind of late stage capitalism. We're in this time of climate crisis. And what I hear a lot in the new age community is a lot about manifesting wealth, manifesting abundance. And sure, all of that is great. But the question that I wrote down was, is new age philosophy under capitalism dangerous and unsustainable? And is manifestation with an unhealed subconscious and an unhealed connected to source, connection to source, is that dangerous? Mm, because beautiful, beautiful I spent okay. I spent years manifesting health, manifesting a successful business, manifesting a reality show, manifesting all of these things for me, me, me. And in the last decade of my sobriety, and as a fellow sober woman, I know that you'll get this. It's not about me. It's about all of us. And I really do believe that I'm not okay until everyone's okay. Like I can't possibly be okay feeding my kids Nestle chocolate when I know that child slave labor in other parts of the world is what collected that cacao to feed my kids. You know, it's like, as I'm looking at like the greater systems at play and as I'm really deepening my spiritual practice, my question is, is the idea of self-help at this point, like dangerous? Okay. Beautiful question. That's a really beautiful question. So self-help and manifesting and these kinds of principles without a spiritual foundation absolutely can be used for some individual attracting power. It can be used as magic. It can be used in ways that we are not in the pursuit of really serving the greater good. Also, these self-help and manifesting in these principles can often be a bridge for people to enter into their own spiritual practice and personal development. So often people are like, I don't want to touch my trauma, but I'm super happy to go attract a car. And even just opening up to and engaging in these principles begins to shift one's perception from all the negativity into something that's a higher vibration, as Abraham would say. So what I really want to acknowledge about that is that the more we live in a higher vibrational state, regardless of how much deep work we've done, the more grace and more light and more love we bring to the world. So there's nothing wrong with it, but I do believe that the next level is deep inner work. And that deep inner work is necessary to really claim that super attractor power that I write about 
and really use that super attractor power for the greater good. What I'm noticing is that you are now in this really beautiful part of your recovery that I understand deeply and intimately. It's 16 years now for me, where you've practiced spirituality, you've practiced manifesting, you've practiced 12-step, you've done a lot of work on yourself, and you've reaped the benefits of that work. And now you have a greater connection to what I refer to, I'm trained in internal family systems therapy, IFS. And so when you talk about the higher self or God, I also would reference that as self-energy. And self-energy is the God within us, it's the love within us, it's the compassionate, courageous, curious, calm part of who we are. And the more we get direct access to self-energy, the more we think about the world, the more we have an eye on how our intentions and actions impact others, the more compassionate we become to souls that we don't even know. So that's what's occurring for you. But what I would note is that you said, I'm not well unless everyone else is well. I want to really help you reorganize that because that, without naming it, is a beautiful intention and a very compassionate way of being, but it also exercises this empath energy that can be very destructive for you and then therefore not put you in that state of that real high vibration that you need to be in to be the impact that you are in the world, to sustain that impact that you have in the world. So Oftentimes we think like, oh, if all these people are suffering, how could I not be suffering? It's actually, that's when you say, I have to do everything in my power to take the privileges that I have and use them wisely so that I can live a magnificent life so that I can be a greater service to those who are suffering. No amount of suffering in others can dictate the ways that we show up and no amount of our suffering can support the healing of the world or the healing of other individuals. It's in our light, it's in our peace, it's in our compassion, it's in our self-energy that we can really have an impact. I 100% agree with that. I do believe that you can't pour from an empty cup, right? Like that's the saying that just pops right into my mind. And that through healing and through the different modalities that I incorporate into my spiritual practice daily, it allows me to have the energy to care about these other things. And I guess my personal belief is that we really have to start looking outwards and going, is this sustainable? A lot of people focus on manifestation. They're focusing on manifesting money. And the reason why they're focusing on manifesting money is probably because they're having hardship attaining money, which most people are. I mean, making $15 an hour and living under capitalism isn't helping anybody. Like to get out of poverty is a really challenging thing to do, right? For most people, given how expensive it is to go to school. And I guess my point is this. There are so many systems at play that are harming people. So we have this, of course, like we are responsible for our own healing journey. That is 100% true. We have to go inward. We have to be willing to do this work. But I mean, like, this is a terrible example. It's the first one that comes to my mind. It's like all of the people living impoverished in 
India. Like it's not as if, if they just manifested a little bit harder, like maybe they would not be poor anymore. Or like if they only did this work, like maybe it's just that, I guess the more spiritual work that I am diving into, I'm just realizing that like collectively the suffering will exist so long as these powers that be and these systems in place exist. And so I guess it's hard for me to, to put, and the self-help aspect is also challenging for me at times because it's, it kind of feels like it puts the onus on the individual to get them out of a system that is constantly oppressing them and creating challenges in their life. So that way they never get out of it. So here's the, purpose, I believe, of the primary reader and the primary student needs to be the human that has the resources. And first of all, everyone can be can be supported by any kind of spiritual method or self-help method. Of course. But those of us who live in Western cultures and have all the privileges that we have, it's our responsibility to do this deeper inner work and to reclaim all of the light that is within us, the love that is within us and undo and reprocess the extreme traumas from our past so that we can use our money wisely, so that we can use our platforms wisely, so that Mm -hmm. we can be a kind, compassionate, caring parent to bring another human into the world who is not a traumatized individual, a human who has a secure attachment style, Mm -hmm. a human that can make an impact on the world. It has a ripple effect. So... It's mandatory, I believe, that if you identify as an activist and you identify as someone who wants to do good in the world, that you're doing good for yourself first, period, end of story, period. For those individuals who are living in crisis and living in in dire situations like poverty in India, you absolutely can't be flippant and just say, oh, you manifest your way out. But what you can say is that any of those individuals that we've identified in history, Gandhi, Lema Gabawi, those individuals who made the commitment to lean towards solution and to lean towards what they desired rather than focus on all that wasn't working and lean towards their solutions with love rather than resistance, rather than rage, rather than violence. They have used the spiritual force within themselves to create movements and change that otherwise would not have been available, even in the most dire circumstances. So I want to just acknowledge that while they have it a lot harder, they absolutely have the same power that we have. It's just a lot easier for us to get to it because we have far less blocks in the way. And we don't, you know, the, the more, we maybe have more time to, to do some therapeutic work and we have more time to read books that are going to transform us and we have access and we have podcasts and we have all these things. And so it's literally the bottom line here is it's our fucking responsibility to show up for ourselves so that we can bring a better energy to the world. I was on a podcast just before this one and the host asked me, if you had a magic power, how would you use it? And I said, I would use my power to abolish all traumatic suffering from every individual. Why? One, to give that relief to everyone. But two, that's how the world would change. Because right Mm. now we are in these messed up cycles that you continue to reference because the world is traumatized. Because people are carrying their childhood wounds into their jobs, into their 
into their political positions, into their podcasts, into, and they and they are acting and living from these specific mm-hmm. fear-based child parts that are not in the service of the world. And so if we had that immediate healing, if I could just ma- you know, magic the world into healing, that I believe would change everything. Access to affordable healthcare has become much harder for women in recent years. Gain time and peace of mind back with The Pill Club. Their licensed medical team puts your reproductive health first with access to affordable birth control, period care, and sexual wellness products, all with an online subscription. Do you need to renew your birth control prescription or want to switch birth controls? Maybe try it for the first time. Whether you know the brand that you want or you want help finding the best option, the Pill Club medical team has your back. The Pill Club offers birth control subscriptions prescribed by a medical professional and delivered straight to your door for free. The Pill Club carries over 120 FDA approved brands and ships to all 50 states. Most brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid. Otherwise, prices start as low as $7 a month without insurance. The Pill Club delivers birth control to your door for free in discreet packaging along with fun self-care gifts and goodies. Right now, when you go to thepillclub.com slash reality, the Pill Club is offering a $10 donation to bedsider.org for every recovering from reality listener who becomes a patient. Your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. That's thepillclub.com slash reality to get your first birth control care package and donate to help more women in need of affordable birth control. Remember thepillclub.com slash reality. You must use the link in the bio to make a donation. What would you do if you didn't have high interest loans or credit card debt? Would you go move to a new city or start a family? Through Upstart, you can pay off your existing debt quickly with a personal loan so you can tackle your next big financial goal. For many people, getting financially healthy means dropping the weight of credit card debt. But where do you start when it feels like a never ending cycle? Upstart can help you pay off your existing debt quickly and easily with a personal loan so you can start living your life. If you have multiple credit card balances each month and are only paying the minimums, barely making a dent in your credit card debt, it can be discouraging. Upstart can help you pay off your existing debt quickly so you can feel like you're finally getting ahead. So whether it's paying off those credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding a personal expense, over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Upstart knows that you're more than just your credit score. So rather than looking at your credit score alone, Upstart's model considers other factors like your income, employment, and other information provided in your loan application to find you a small rate for your loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in just five minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash reality. That's upstart.com slash reality. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash reality. What's up, everyone? I'm Sheena Shea. You may know me from nine seasons of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules, but I'm here to tell you about my podcast called Shenanigans. We talk about everything from reality TV, pop culture, relationships, parenting, 
and invite you to join the conversations with Q&A sessions where nothing is off the table. There's so much more I want to share with you. Thanks for listening and make sure to subscribe to Shenanigans to stay up to date with new episodes every Friday. I like what you're saying. I often say that the DSM, which us in clinical backgrounds, we use to um, diagnose people with various issues, mental health issues as a result of trauma, that the DSM, they say, would be like the size of a pamphlet if we stopped the vicious family trauma cycles for two generations. That's right. It's currently like 500 pages. So it would be like the size of a pamphlet. And so, yes, I 100% agree. And I, the reason why I got into birth doula work was because I do believe that mothers, healing mothers, mothers having positive birth experiences leads to better outcomes overall for children. And I think that that's really important. And at the same time, I have had so, so much suffering. I, I came into this planet and incarnated here and went through a journey, childhood sexual abuse, alcoholic father, physical violence in the household, abuse by babysitters, by my dad's girlfriends, by, you know, the list goes on and on. And I personally wouldn't change any of it. Yeah. And so like, I agree 100% that like extreme poverty and living under capitalism and a patriarchy and all these systems that do cause trauma, like trauma is inherent. There's going to be aspects of trauma. There was trauma happening when we lived in tribes, you know, thousands of years ago, there, there would be traumatic situations that happen. There's a difference between normal routine trauma, somebody dies, you know, relationships end, things like that, and the mass systemic trauma. So I agree that if I could wave a magic wand, I would, I would fix all of these things. So that way people didn't have to suffer like that anymore. And at the same time, I wouldn't get rid of all of it because there is so much beauty in in the healing that I've had. And it's made me a more, I would say, well-rounded, compassionate, like loving yeah. individual. You're actually bringing up an interesting point and it's making me rethink my magic powers now. So I, uh, I just- No, finished- I like your answer. Yeah, Gabby, I like your answer. The answer has a it good does. purpose. But here's, it does. But here's the thing. I believe that, So I just uh, released my latest, my ninth book called Happy Days, The Guided Path Mm -hmm. from Trauma to Profound Freedom and Inner Peace. And much like you, I can look back and that book tells the story of my alcoholism, my cocaine addiction into being 36 years old and remembering being sexually abused as a child into the Mm. full-blown devotional path of trauma recovery and the spiritual path that goes along with it and and how the reader can do the same with healing methods inside the book. So I agree with you. I right now will look at you and say that I wouldn't change a thing because it was the journey to get to where I am that made me who I am. Yeah. And I really believe that. And so maybe if I were to just use that magic wand differently, instead of saying just abolish the trauma, I would put a book like mine or put a therapist mm. in place in, in place of someone or a podcast that would change their life in front of every individual so that they would have a yeah. trend. Whatever I would bestow upon every individual the radical awakening 
Mm. however it may come, whatever form it may come in, to ignite their trauma recovery. Yeah. And I would put the fast forward button on it for them. And love that. And that in itself, right, creates the change that you're looking for. Because I know for me, I in my family... I am the first person who ever got sober. I'm the I'm the kind of person that came into the family, the black sheep that alerted everyone of the chaos and is now raising conscious children. And I think that when you really get into this work and you start healing, like you have the desire to do that. You have the desire to help. You have the desire to change. You... So I I like that answer. I liked both answers, but I just... I like the second I magic power better. I really think that's... Because yeah. you don't want to take away the journey. No. I would just ignite the journey for everyone. I would find, you know, let them pray yeah. for them to halt, ignite. My magic powers would ignite their journey. Because that's, that. you know, actually, you know, in a, in a way, like that's how God has used me with this latest book. God has said, okay, share your story so that you can help people recognize they're not alone. Share your experience of recovery so people can be guided to their path. Share it with this level of self-energy so that they can co-regulate while they're reading this book and feel safe along the way. Yeah. And I know that God prepared me in 42 years of life to be able to release a book like this so that it is my current way of using my magic powers now to say, as many people that are ready to go now, read this book and begin your journey. I so it's funny that my magic powers it. are what I'm doing. <laughs> I know. I love that. And um, I can't wait to to read the book. It sounds amazing. This is your book. This is your book. You're going to be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and, you, and, you, and you already have all the background in it. So it's perfect. Yeah. I want to circle back to something that you had said at the beginning of the podcast regarding manifestation pre doing trauma and subconscious healing work. Mm -hmm. Um, so my family, um, as I said, we grew up following the teachings of Ernest Holmes and of Esther Hicks. And, uh, we manifested our reality show down to the exact dollar amount that we made. And then subsequently a few weeks later, um, the whole thing blew up in our face when what was the concept of the r original show got flipped upside down. I got arrested and it became really about this whole journey that I took through heroin addiction and being arrested on national television and fighting a criminal residential burglary charge. And so most people would look at that and go, well, that's a total failure, right? And I look at it and I go, no, it was the catalyst. You don't always get what you want, but you always get what you need. That's right. Yeah. And so even though, yeah, I got the show and I got the exact dollar amount that I had been manifesting, the universe always illuminates for us that inner work. And so you might get the car and then crash it the next day. You might get the house. And this is something that also happened to my family. My mom manifested this house, the whole vision board, us standing in front of the house. She, the whole thing, we get the house two years later, we're like facing foreclosure, right? And it was because there were so many layers of subconscious belief systems 
that were needing to purge themselves and to be illuminated. And so I just think that that piece is really important. I see a lot of money manifestors and people who are, you know, talking about attracting great wealth and and all these things, but like there might be a price to pay. And it won't last because if you don't heal, this is very much the story you just shared. If you don't heal the internal belief systems of lack, you could go into Mm -hmm. like a full by, you know, attracting, attracting, attracting and manifest the thing, but then you won't keep it because the belief system Mm -hmm. is still in this vibration of lack. That's where manifesting can't be like a magic trick. It has to be the direct reflection of your profoundly steady, calm, elevated and connected internal condition. So when you do the deep inner work, that's when the universe starts to reveal the reflection of that back to you. I highly recommend that if you want to manifest, start with therapy. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think that the pattern that I see a lot in the spiritual community is, and this is where I'm so grateful for recovery and I think you'll relate to this, is this like spiritual bypass that happens. It's like, and I saw my mom do this my whole life too. She would pray all the time, but not necessarily meditate and listen for answers. She would be revealed through different relationships, like pain points in herself. And instead she would just like manifest and wish them away. And I think what I really want people to take away from all of this is that you are so powerful. You are so powerful. And with this work comes great responsibility and Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to do that. I mean, the word shadow work gets thrown around a lot these days. You see it all over TikTok and stuff like that. But it's really, it's really, I think about being willing to face yourself. And I think a lot of people aren't given the necessary like kind of tools and guidance to do that as they're starting to embark on the spiritual journey. I think it can often become very like, feel good now. And it's like, as mm-hmm. you and I both know, you know, and, and these moments, we, we both recently had miscarriages and in these moments you go, uh, why this mm-hmm. hurts? This sucks. I didn't attract this into my life. I attracted the opposite. I had pure intention. I had done the work. I had done all the things. And then this painful thing happens And now, of course, I'm starting to see what the messages were and what what the guidance is. But I think a lot of people, they want some quick fix. They want to feel better immediately. So I want to unpack this a little bit with something I'm studying and I'm now trained in internal family systems therapy, IFS. Mm -hmm. And I I teach about this in my book, Happy Days. But it's it's really, really important as it relates to everything that you're saying. So... When we have traumas in our childhood, small T traumas or big T traumas, small T is like being bullied or, you know, a teacher tells you you're stupid, big T trauma, everything that you talked about in your history, being sexually abused like myself, like you, you know, alcoholic parents, all the, everything that you've gone through is extreme, extreme big T trauma. Okay. And I'll put myself in that category as well, especially when it's repeated is when it's really big T trauma. 
those parts of us that were children that experienced those extreme traumas and even the small t traumas are so afraid of revealing the shame. They live in terror that we tuck them away, lock them up and say, nope, we're not going there. And then we built up these other parts of ourselves that are called protector parts. The protector parts are the alcoholic, the addict, the spiritual bypasser, the uh, workaholic, the rager, the and so there's different the different ways that we protect ourselves. Even even controller, the anxiety is a protector part, and all these parts of us that act in these ways that are so extreme are placed there perfectly to shut down, numb, and keep the door locked on the exiled child parts. But what we all have is self energy. Self is the truth of who we are. What self with a capital S is the compassionate, curious, courageous, calm part of who we are, the resourced part of it, the undamaged part of who we are. And that is the part that we need to get direct access to. And so as we start to spiritually awaken and do spiritual practices or do self-help books or listen to podcasts like this, we start to crack open and get a greater connection to that self-energy, that compassionate part, that forgiving part, that part that just says, I'm here for you, no matter what you've done. Very, the, the, yourself has spoken up many times in this conversation. She has said that, or I don't need to gender her, but the self-energy has said, I love the, that I've been through so much. The self-energy says, I'm so glad that I was arrested on that show because that was the turning point that, I, that was necessary. And that self-energy will be able to speak to you now after the miscarriage and say, well, what would you have me learn from this? How can I grow here? And to trust that. So over manic manifesting is another protector part. Mm. It's a way that we, it's, we use that to numb those child exiled parts. So the secret to manifesting is to not create vision boards and create, you know, that works, but it won't last. The secret to manifesting is to forget what you think you need and to connect more deeply into that compassionate, caring resource part of who you are. So if you want to be a super attractor, do the work. Mm. Do the work to undo the patterns from your past so that you can be free energetically in this present moment. And then you become a magnet for what you desire and so much more. But then it's no longer about what you're attracting. That's just natural. It's about how you feel. Yeah. And it's about the yeah. energy that you can extend. It's about that self-energy being the parent to your internal system. And that self-energy being the parent to your child. And that self-energy showing up in your marriage. And that self energy showing up as you employ people and that self-energy showing up as you donate money and that self-energy showing up as you record your podcast and so that you lead from that place of self and so we kept coming back here to this conversation of you know kind of manifesting and attracting in the wrong ways Mm -hmm. and it's true when you use manifesting as another form of protection from feeling those exiled parts it doesn't have a long-lasting effect it's just temporarily providing relief for a very uncomfortable part of you that is trying to be heard. Yeah. And what's so nice is that like through the disappointment, it illuminates like the work, right? And 
And I think that I hear from my community so much pain and so many people who are just seeking relief, seeking relief, seeking relief. And the more that you do this work, the more you realize that it's not about the house or the car or the job or the money. It's about the inner peace and the relief that you get by going inwards. And then all of those other things tend to work themselves out and to take care of themselves. All is handled. But when I can be in a consistent state of feeling in alignment and feeling grounded and feeling kind and feeling loving and compassionate and all of these things, that's really where the beauty lies. You know, it's interesting because I had a sponsee a few weeks ago say, I just wish I was like this yogi girl who got up at 8 a.m. every single day and went to yoga class and then got a latte and then went lunch with her girlfriends and then did all these things and had perfect skin and a perfect tan body and the whole thing. And I go, I understand that that's what you're craving, that that's your desire. And I understand that that's what you're equating to the ideal spiritual person. But what if I told you that the real spiritual path is embracing our humanness and incorporating spiritual principles into our daily life of being loving, kind, compassionate, empathetic towards ourselves. And as a result of doing that every single day, we then get to give that gift to others and the world becomes a more kinder, gentler place. And we begin to make decisions and to take action from that place, which leads me to my next question. And I touched on this with Marianne Williamson, who came on my podcast, I don't know, maybe a year ago. What I've seen over the last several years in the spiritual community online, these big influencers has absolutely broken my heart in a lot of ways. I don't know if it is this underlying theme of like the hyper individual who can like, all we should do is care about ourselves and, and that's it. I, I don't know what it is, but I've seen this, you know, Marianne said on the podcast, she goes, when I see people who say light worker in their profile, now she runs for the hills. What do you think is going on, Gabby? Like what happened and how did so many people turn into these like ultra right conspiracy theorists? I don't Mm -hmm. understand. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. understand. Well, first of all, I want to say something to your sponsee. Let her, let me sponsor her with you right now. Yes, go ahead. Um, First things first, that girl, I know that girl intimately, the girl that's going to yoga and has, you know, the perfect Mm -hmm. latte and like the green juice afterwards and the perfect body. And not to say that there aren't girls out there that are happy, but that girl has still a lot to work on internally. Mm -hmm. She hasn't been blessed with a bottom that's been as dark as your sponsees or as difficult as your sponsees. And that blessing hasn't been bestowed upon her. And so she wakes up every day and she still does her yoga and she still does her green juice and she, but there's something underneath it so much deeper that she hasn't yet had the privilege to recognize mm. because she hasn't had the gift of the bottom that you've hit. And so I just want to really express that to your sponsee, make sure you relay the message that the real magic and the real miracle happens when we become brave enough to wonder what lives beneath our pain. Yeah. And the idea that the wellness industry is such a big thing. Listen, I started in my career 16 years ago, way before people were, I was 25 years old. 
Marianne was my guru and now is a very dear friend of mine. But I was obsessed with everything she taught. And I just started to teach it in my own lexicon and really open up my own ability to connect to spirit and and listen to what I needed to express. And I've been the witness of this movement of wellness industry and everybody's meditating and everybody's using, you know, CBD in in their vagina and whatever, right? (laughs) And um, the way I look at that is, I do believe that it's a better trend than violence. It's a better trend than, you know, GMO foods and whatever, right? But if it's the life that you're choosing without the deeper work, then it's just another form of protection. It's just another protector part, building up a storyline to keep you safe from having to feel and and face into the deeper parts of yourself that need to be revealed. So I'm not going to shame that girl. I'm not going to, you know, blame that girl. But I will say that there's more to be done. And that that facade that these young women these days see on in the internet breaks my heart, babe. I'm just so glad I'm 42 at this time and not 24. Because to look at, you know, all these people and their fancy cars and their bodies and their this and their that, it's, um, it's not real. It's not real. Yeah. It's a bunch of fucking bullshit. And, you know, it's funny. I, I think about the subtitle of my new book, Happy Days, and, I, there's no, and there's no way I would have put my face on the cover of this book with this subtitle if I hadn't lived it. And the subtitle is The Guided Path from Trauma to Profound Freedom and Inner Peace. And there's no fucking way that would have been on the cover of this book with my face attached to it if I hadn't lived the life that got me to where I am today. If I hadn't done the work to develop the steadiness and safety within my internal system to be the author of this book with her face on the fucking cover and that subtitle. So what I would say to your sponsee is the aim, the vision can't be the yoga class and the green juice. The aim and the vision has to be the freedom, the profound freedom and inner peace. Yeah. And it's not like we can't want things and attract things, but the bottom line is you don't even have to try when you get yourself into profound freedom and inner peace. That shit just comes to you, you know, Mm -hmm. the house, the car, like all the cash and prizes is just the after effect of the deep inner work. The secret to manifesting is to get to work on yourself. And then, you know, to respond to the conspiracy theories and the wellness world turning their back on science and all of this. There's a human part of me that's very disturbed by it and scared of it and resentful of it and and all of that. And then there's this part of me that's witnessing it from this spiritual space and saying, oh, wow, that's their protector parts. Mm. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They don't want to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. It, it very much so feels like the inner out. part. Yes. That's like the inner rebellion. That's like, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me who to be. Don't all of these things. And, and again, what I'm seeing is like so much spiritual bypassing and this need for control. We have a mutual friend. I won't mention names. I think uh, they've, we'll even keep out the gender. We'll talk about it after you've been on their podcast. They've been on my podcast and I can't consume their content anymore because 
all it screams to me is control, controlling what we eat, controlling all our environment, controlling EMFs, controlling all these things. And while, yes, you're not going to get any argument from me that Monsanto is bad and that like eating GMOs isn't great and like having healthier water is important. There's also this piece that's just been so illuminated to me, this need for like constant control. And my spiritual practice and my truth is that I have an unshakable faith that I will be okay no matter what. You could eat all the non-GMO you want and still get cancer because you're fucking stressed out about the fact that you're not, you know, wanting to consume GMOs. I can't tell you how many really, really profoundly (sighs) spiritual, healthy people I've known that have experienced these critical diagnoses because they haven't handled and worked through the psychosomatic effects of their trauma. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's trauma and that's in really our body. where the, yes. It, it, it creates inflammation. The stress yes. response creates illness in the body. Yes. It's science. It's true. And so we have to do the work. Yeah. And so what I see is just this, yeah, this need for control. And I know for me and my spiritual practice and in the way that I live for my my life, it really is this like kind of constant third step of like, you know, I'm going to surrender and trust that my higher self and that the universe has my back always has always will. And that the best that I can do is live in alignment each day and that I can, and in in a beautiful way, you regain your power that way, right? And this state of beautiful surrender is that Mm -hmm. all of the power comes pouring back into you because instead of having to control this like external environment, which will drive you mad, instead you just control, not even control, but you, you step into your inner peace and your inner guidance system and it sets you free. So I can't even consider consume their content anymore. It's just too, too much for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that what's happening is that nothing can be hidden anymore. Mm. In that same podcast I just did before, someone asked, she asked me who, who inspires you most? And I was like, today, the person that inspires me most is my friend Indiari for just bravely taking down her content off of Spotify, revealing videos Mm. of racism and revealing the truth. So the, the back to the point is nothing can be hidden anymore. So even if you are positioning yourself as a guru or is it like anyone that calls himself a guru, run the fucking run. way far away. Yeah. And if they're positioning themselves in this, these ways, that is going to benefit someone else who's in that privational energy. Mm-hmm. And so they have a purpose because somebody else may not be able to listen to this podcast because they're just like, that is way too scary. I don't want to go there. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go listen to this podcast about, you know, manifesting and whatever. So the more lighthearted stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they're not really ready to take it to the dark side just and yet. And there's which a is purpose fine. for that too. I mean, these different yeah. people are going to meet you where you are, but nothing can be hidden anymore. And so eventually, ultimately, the truth will be revealed. Mm. So if someone's not working with an integrity, it's going to come to the surface. It's just the way it goes. That's just how it's, that's the world we're living in. Nothing's hidden. Yeah. Well, I want to say that this, I've manifested you coming on this podcast for since the beginning days. And it's been an honor to kind of take a deep dive 
your wisdom and your knowledge is so appreciated. I can't wait to pick up your newest book. I've been a huge fan and consumer of your content for years. So thank you so much for coming on. Please tell everyone who doesn't know, I don't know how you don't know if you, if you consume any manifesting content, you have to know who Gabby Bernstein is. But please tell everyone where we can follow you, where and when we can get your new book and your amazing podcast on Dear Media. Go to deargabby.com. You can listen to my podcast, Dear Gabby, anywhere you get your podcasts. The book is called Happy Days, The Guided Path from Trauma to Profound Freedom and Inner Peace. And I am going to recommend this book to anyone who feels ready to go inward and clean up all of the energetic disturbances and fears and storylines from their past and come out new. You can find out more wherever you get your books is out. So go get it. Go to deargabby.com. Everything is there. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. This week's affirmation is, everything I seek can be found within. I am committed to taking the time to search my soul. And so it is. If you enjoyed this week's episode, do me a favor, follow along with us, leave a review. It means so much to me. There are new episodes of Recovering From Reality every Monday, and you can follow me on social at Recovering From Reality or visit my website, recoveringfromreality.com. 